When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Myra Metcalf here, back on another edition of Purple Daily. Manny Fresh Hill, the one and only. How you doing, Manny? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm I'm good. We also have a special guest. I don't know if you all on Score North, you listeners have heard of him. Uh, Matthew, is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Matthew two T's, Myron. Collar, collar, two, is, two T's? It, I'm sensitive about that. People okay, always Matthew think it's collar. collier. Collar. Doesn't that get on your nerves, right? I mean, so I'm the guy that walks into the coffee shop and they put Byron on my cup <laughs> or, 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 or Marvin on my cu- and they say it with such confidence, right? It should, it, 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 so I understand you when you when you say that, Mister Collar. Um, but Mister Collar is here, starting off the show because we have some fun and exciting announcements about what's coming next on Score North, Mister Collar. We do, Myron. Yes. Okay. Two things. One that we are now going to five days a week for our Score North Twins show. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. It'll be noon every single day. More importantly, of course, because this is the football show, uh, Purple Daily is now going to be two hours every day from two to four, hosted by me and my cast of football characters, which includes you, Byron. I mean, Myron. Uh, yeah, Byron, you come, come whatever you want. I mean, just keep me on the show. That's all I'm oh, trying. Oh yeah, to do. you'll you be can... there, Marvin, on every Friday. Yeah, that's good. That's good. No, no, it's that's gonna be, good. it's gonna be great. You and I are gonna go around the league every single Friday, and we're gonna be uh, doing Purple Daily. Sage Rosenfels at football season is gonna be in. Courtney Cronin, our buddy, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays will be doing the whole show with me. So if nice. you love Purple Daily, it's now live on the air on your AM dial here on fifteen hundred. You can also get it wherever you get uh, podcasts, scorenorth.com. We post the full shows. So, you know, go find it. Purple Daily, two hours every day, two to four with me. Football. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's That sounds like a home run headed into Viking season. Kind of like the only thing that the Twins seem to be able to hit right now. Uh, all they do is home runs at this pace. So good I'm one, uh, looking forward, man. It was that good. It was it no, was better in my mind than really. it came out. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I don't know if it landed the way I. It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. A little late. Expected it too. That's okay. All right, Myron. That's I, okay. I, I, I'm well, gonna let you now talk some football by yourself with Manny, and then okay. when things change next week, two to four, then we'll see you again. All right, Bartholomew Collar, everybody. Thank you uh, for joining us. <laughs> 
uh, on the show, man. Thanks, we really, Byron. we really appreciate it. All right, Collar. Um, you know, Manny, Mr. Rudolph, uh, not the red-nosed reindeer, but Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, has been the talk of the town. Um, this thing is getting, I don't want to use the word nasty, but it has that potential. It's getting dicey. Like it, like it, yeah, at this point, Manny, do, do you think we're headed toward a divorce? Or do you think that everyone comes to their senses, uh, the, the Vikings realize, hey, this is a target that, you know, if you're trying to help Kirk Cousins improve and give him more weapons, that you want to hang on to this guy. And, and Kyle Rudolph maybe realizes, you know, you're not the guy from 2016. You know, you're still a good player in this league, but uh, you haven't put up those numbers in three years. What's the outcome of this thing? If you could look in your crystal ball, how does this all unfold? Boy, it sure sounds like it's going towards a, a, a breakup at some point, right? It, I mean, it, I think right now it just seems like the only question is, is it going to happen soon you know, or is it going to, you know, or is he going to play it out this 2019 season and then become a free agent in 2020 and and go on and sign a free agent contract somewhere else? I mean, it it just doesn't. I mean, the Vikings historically, Myron, have always been able to work out long term deals with the players that they've that they want to keep. Right? Historically, they've always been able to do that, at least under this. Under this regime, under this leadership, um, you know, with Rick Spielman and Rob Brzezinski and, and, you know, regardless of who the head coach has been, they've always been able to work out long-term deals. But right now, it just seems like there's, they're, they're, they're trying to get something done, but there's just, there, there's like this wall or like this, this, this hurdle that, that is standing in everybody's way. And it just doesn't seem like everybody is on the, the same page as far as like the Vikings and, and Kyle Rudolph right now, and it it's starting to look like this could be, this could be a uh, some sort of a breakup. Yeah, and it, it feels like there's certainly the potential for that. I mean, you cannot ignore the uh, the realistic parameters here, right? There is a salary cap. I, I yep. mean, there are numbers that the Minnesota Vikings have to abide by, and they're already there. I mean, they're already in a situation right now where. Uh, they don't have a lot of money to spend, especially since they're going to need some cash for the practice squad here coming up. Yeah. They had to restructure a couple of contracts in order to sign uh, Garrett Bradbury. So this is a team that does not have a, a lot of wiggle room. I mean, if if this is a family right now, th- they can't go to the movies on Friday night. I mean, they're not in a position to do that. And they're certainly, if they do go, they're not getting any popcorn. That's who the Minnesota Vikings are right they're now. They're trying to sneak in their own food. You, yeah, you get like my auntie had that big purse. My auntie, <laughs> my auntie had, my aunt, Edamarie had, uh, Skittles and popcorn. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she, a blow dryer if you needed, paper towels, soap, <laughs> whatever you needed. That, that's who the Vikings have to be. And that makes me wonder, Manny, is this more about, we really want to keep him. We really want to keep Kyle Rudolph in the mix. Or is this just posturing where we want it because he's such a, a terms of how people view him. One of the good guys, one of the favorite players on this roster. Yeah. When you ask fans, is it that you want to show the public that you made this good faith effort to keep him so that when the divorce happens, you keep all the friends, right? You're the one that comes out on top and it's not a you thing. Or, or is this a, a real effort? To, to hold on uh, to Kyle Rudolph? I think it's a real effort to try and hang on to him because I, I think they realize, even in drafting Irv Smith, to to expect Irv Smith to come in 
as a 20, you know, he'll be, Irv Smith doesn't turn 21 until August. He'll yeah. be 21 years old when the regular season starts. Newly 21 years old. Wow. You know, and, and to, I think to expect a, a guy that young to step in, a second-round pick, to step in and be your tight end one, your number one tight end, and to be really productive out of the gate like that, I think is a really a lot to ask out of a 21-year-old second-round pick. And so I, I think that this is, this is a legit effort to try and keep Kyle Rudolph around. The question is, I mean, the, the, the only thing is, is Rudolph has to agree to the deal. And they've got to find yeah. a way. They've got to come around to some sort of common ground on this. Um, and, and Rudolph, let's be honest, Rudolph holds all the cards here. He has all the leverage because he knows yeah. that the Vikings need him. Yeah. And he knows that he, you know, with with where the market is for tight ends right now, he knows that he can go and get a contract from somebody else that will pay him a good chunk of money and 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 be fine. So this is uh, this is a very 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 dicey situation for this club. Yeah, and I, I, I for me, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, Manny. Part of this to me feels unfair to Irv Smith Jr. Oh, totally. Be, because here's a guy who should be able to come into this league. Come into training camp, join this roster as a guy who gets to be like every 20 year old, uh, guy's not even 21 and learn the ropes, develop, grow, blossom. Listen, if you provide, uh, if you're productive in your rookie season uh, with the Vikings, hey, great. But you're a long term, long term deal here. Like you were drafted with the second round pick because the idea is going forward in the coming years, you'll be the man. But right now it doesn't feel that way. Right now he feels like the other man, you know, like the handsome guy at work, you know, <laughs> that your wife has befriended. You know, this, this to me feels like a guy who is facing unnecessary pressure because he is either the guy that was so good that the Minnesota Vikings considered parting ways with uh, one of the more reliable tight ends and durable tight ends in the league. Or if they cut Kyle Rudolph, if they trade Kyle Rudolph, then he's the reason why. And that, to me, feels like an unnecessary amount of pressure that you're putting on a rookie who really just deserves to come into this league and play ball. But now, no matter what happens, and especially to me, Manny, if Kyle Rudolph is on this roster, if he signs a new deal or an extension, whatever happens, the Irv Smith-Rudolph comparisons go from a mentoring situation to, oh, you're the dude trying to take my job. That just feels unfair to Irv Smith Jr., Manny. It does. And and then on top of that, if Rudolph is not here, you're expecting, like I said before, you're expecting Irv Smith to come in and replace Kyle Rudolph's now departed production. I mean, you're I mean, I'll I'll go back to Kyle Rudolph's rookie year in 2011. Now, that was a bad Vikings team. They went 3 and 13. It was the first full season under Leslie Frazier. It was it was one of the worst defenses in the NFL. In fact, I think statistically they were the worst defense in the NFL that year. But Kyle Rudolph, as a 22-year-old rookie in 2011, had 39 targets, 26 catches, 249 yards, and three touchdowns. Like, yeah. that's, you know, that, that, that's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask for a rookie tight end to come in and give, and give you more than that over the course of a, of a 16-game season. And, you know, so they, they've got to figure out what they're going to do with this situation. And they got to figure out, and I think that's why they want to keep Kyle Rudolph around. And 
this is why they're they're up against it. And this is the sort of situation that you put yourself in when you go out in free agency and you sign Kirk Cousins to a big money contract and now you got to make sacrifices. You know, you decide to bring Anthony Barr back. They they you know, they they have so much money pumped into so many different positions now that something has to give. And now they're in this situation where you know, they're trying to restructure deals and they're trying to you know, re- rework a deal for Kyle Rudolph to to take some of the salary cap burden off of their shoulders for this season. And Kyle Rudolph is saying, no, I am i don't have to do that because yeah. I have all the leverage here. I mean, Irv Smith is 20, man. Yeah. He's not going to be 20 until August. This dude didn't even hear Ja Rule. I mean, he missed DMX and Ja Rule. He he missed he he missed Cash Money Records. This this kid grew up with Wi-Fi. I mean, like, can you imagine how young that is that you don't even know what it's like to hear that loud modem that wakes up everybody in the house, shakes the room just because you're trying to get onto Netscape or Google or whatever it was? Like, this guy is that young, man, and here he is coming in with these outsized expectations. You and I are he, having you and I are having conversations about CDs and buying, you know, oh, going man. to, going he didn't to know Best Buy or Target and buying, you know, buying those Cash Money albums or you know, buying the Ludacris albums back in the early 2000s and. Irv Smith is sitting back saying, what the hell is a CD? Man, he, if, you, if you say stop, drop, he doesn't even know how to finish that sentence, man. That, that's how young he is, being 20 years old. Right, right. But, but my, my real question to this man is, and I know in, in this part of the country, in Vikings country, people are almost afraid, I think, to address this because Kyle Rudolph is, he's, he's one of the more likable athletes that this market has ever had, right? He's one of the more likable Guys, I think that I've seen the time that I've been in Minnesota. Huge in the community, too. Is he worth it on the field? I understand who he is as a man. And I understand, you know, who he has been over the history uh, of this franchise and becoming one of the better tight ends. But the analytics don't love him. You know, he, he is not rated anywhere near as high as he did in 2016, which was his best season. I'm not saying he's not a good player because he's certainly a good player. But at what expense? And I feel like that's the thing that you're thinking if you're the Vikings. Yes, we want to hold on to this guy. Uh, yes, he means more than his contributions on the field. At the same time, Manny, is this a team that can afford uh, to complicate its cap situation even more with Kyle Rudolph and risk future problems by signing him to an extension or whatever they decide to do? Is Kyle Rudolph at the end of the, end of the day worth it? Ooh, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I I think for this, I mean, for 2019, he's absolutely worth it. For this season, he's absolutely worth it. The question is, you know, they're they're set up to be in in some form of salary cap hell for 2020, just because of all the money that they have tied up, and you know how the cap is going to go up, and 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 yeah. all that thing, all those things, and people's salaries going up, and and all that stuff, but. I think for 2019, he's he's totally worth it just for what I laid out before with Irv Smith because if you take Kyle Rudolph out of this situation, now all the pressure is on Irv Smith. Unless you can go out in free agency and get another tight end that might not be as good you as can't. Kyle Rudolph yeah, you and can't. might be a little bit cheaper, but who's out there? Yeah, nobody. Who are you going to go get? You know, and so, and the other thing, the other part of this too is, what if you're Gary? What if you're Gary Kubiak? What are you thinking right now, 
as all this is going on. Because you you have this offense that you want to run that you have that you typically like to use two tight ends and that you'll you 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 figure to have Kyle Rudolph there on one side and Irv Smith Jr. on the other side. I mean, you take Kyle Rudolph out of that mix, that probably changes a little bit what you want to do offensively and what you can do offensively with all the pressure being on this young rookie. And if you're if you're Gary Kubiak, that's I don't think you want to see Kyle Rudolph depart yet. Yeah. Until you've you know, until you can find another guy that can replace his production and to ask Irv Smith to try and replace Kyle Rudolph's production right now is a lot to ask from a twenty one year old rookie. Yeah, Kubiak would have to go out and get one of his cousins or something to play. He probably got a, he probably got a nephew somewhere we haven't heard of who can probably uh play tight end. Um, they're gonna have to work that situation out. I don't know what the outcome will be, but I I certainly see this is something that could get messy. Yeah. Uh, this weekend in Minnesota is something called Soundset, uh, one of the more remarkable music festivals in America. Um, I would advise all the Vikings if you do go, uh, don't push a security guard like Ezekiel Elliott. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. don't, don't get yourself in some weird situation. <laughs> Jerry Jones today says that Zeke won't face any uh, punishment, it sounds like, for the – he doesn't really push the security guard down. If you see the video, he kind of just kind of walks him down. But it's one of those things where – I can't stress this enough how annoying and frustrating, frustrating it is when you keep hearing about the same dude having issues, right? Like somebody who messes up – you tell me a guy had a bad night, a bad weekend, did something that was out of character – we are usually able to forgive that person over time. We get it. But when you keep bringing up the same name over and over and over, this is a guy in Zeke Elliott who was just at the Dallas Stars playoff game, you know, giving a hockey puck to a kid and consoling a kid who got hit, I think, by a puck. You know, just looking like this all-around good guy. And, and maybe that's who he is, but he can't help himself. And, and this isn't just about Zeke. It's about all the players in this league, Manny. I cannot understand right? Why you can't have a, a, a circle of folks that you trust and just decide that, you know what? There are certain situations when I'm not around those people that I trust that I just can't put myself in, right? I can't mm-hmm. if I want to, but I'm risking everything. Like, so you know, you, know, you have all those people who are like, well, you know, I'm a grown man. I can do what I want. Yeah. You can be a grown man without a job too. I mean, that's your option too in America. Yeah. Why can't these guys just avoid some of this nonsense and get themselves out of harm's way. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings have had their own problems. Manny, help me understand why someone like Zeke Elliott continues to be in the news for all the wrong reasons. Well, it's tough because I know that I know that all these guys want to have they they all want to live some form of a normal life outside of football or basketball or baseball or whatever whatever sport whatever their profession is they want to be able to live some sort of a normal life where you know they're not in the limelight all the time and they're not you know finding themselves in situations all the time but the reality is is like when you're famous and you're making a lot of money people are going to see you if you're out in public people are going to see you and they're going to want to engage with you in some way shape or form and if you're out in a place like this and and people know who you are and there are some people out there that are going to want to push your buttons and there are people out there that are going to want to see how you react to something and and i'm not saying this is the situation for zeke and i'm not trying to excuse him or anything 
But I think that's what all these guys have to realize, that as much as they want to sort of live their their lives and as much as they want to say, hey, I should be able to go out and enjoy, you know, enjoy my time, my time off from work, you know, with, you know, with my friends and be able to do my own thing. It's the reality is it's it's different for them. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. different it's a different world for them. And it's a world that, you know, people like you and I will never understand. But it's also a world that they have to understand that it's it is because it's different from the rest of us that they have to sort of play their cards differently than we would in similar situations because we're not famous with a lot of money like they are. Yeah. I, I was at a party a couple of years ago, Manny, with Tony Romo uh, at this little VIP thing at the Final Four. Not because I'm special. I just knew someone who knew someone. Um, and the crowd around him, Manny, was just unbearable. They had to legitimately, in the VIP area, create a special VIP area around Tony Romo mm-hmm. because so many people were trying to get to him. And to your point, I think these guys can be overwhelmed. Even though they see it all the time, it can be overwhelming. Uh, and I think there is a desire, to your point, that you just want to be a normal guy, but you're also not someone who has normal abilities, right? Fine, go be a normal guy, but those normal guys can't rush for 1,500 yards in the NFL. Right. You know, they can't throw 40 touchdowns in the NFL. They're, they're not you, so why do you want to be them? I, I just think the Zeke Elliott thing, and I hope I'm wrong. Like, I hope this is no big issue. I hope, you know, it was just a rough night for a guy. He wasn't charged. He was detained. I hope that's what it is, as opposed to this being sort of this uh, situation where we're following the breadcrumbs toward destruction. I I hope that's not what it is, but I just see too many cases like this. Man, just remember where you are and be responsible because there are no good outcomes when you get yourself in this situation. We'll be back on Purple Daily after this to talk about why Aaron Rodgers isn't really a Wisconsinite. Because the Vikings are on your mind all the time, not just during the season. Purple Daily on Score North. ScoreNorth.com. Talking football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business? Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. I love the show, and, I, and it was a great 10 years, but, uh, but no. I mean, you come down to the end, and Tyrion says the person with the best story is Bran, who, by the way, three episodes ago said he wasn't Bran Stark anymore. No, John had a better story. Danny had a better story. Arya had a better story. Sansa had a better story. Tyrion had a better story. Varys had a better story. Braun, a lot better story. Jamie, better story. Cersei, probably better stories. Myron Metcalf back here on Score North <laughs> on Purple Daily. Manny Hill, that was Aaron Rodgers talking about his Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, theories in the finale. He was not um, happy with it. Neither was he, I, by the way. Well, he wasn't, but I, it is fascinating to see Aaron Rodgers kind of break character, if you will, and engage in that kind of conversation. Uh, I, that is refreshing to see, Manny. And I, 
I, I, I wonder if Kirk Cousins has that. If he does, I haven't seen it. Right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something, but I haven't seen Kirk Cousins have any of those sort of laid back moments. Um, now, granted, if you're not winning, it's harder. To, you can have them, but people won't care. Yeah. But I, I think for Kirk Cousins, like a good situation would be for them to start winning, uh, meeting expectations, and then Kirk Cousins can kind of drop the guard a little bit because I really think that helps uh, Aaron Rodgers. Even even though he does it in spurts, man, he's not like this completely open guy, but he does it in spurts and makes you think, okay, he's one of us, and I think that helps uh, the perception of Aaron Rodgers. Totally. And, you know, we see him at, um, you know, people in Wisconsin, they see him at Bucks games and – I think he was even at a few Badgers basketball games, if I'm not mistaken, yes. over the last couple of years, too. Yeah. Um, so he's it seems like he's definitely tried to embrace. I mean, he's a California kid, but he's tried to embrace being, you know, a Wisconsinite. But it 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 still does kind of feel like. You know, and you could probably speak to this more so than I could, because, you know, you're you're a Wisconsin native yourself. You grew up in Milwaukee, but. It just seems like that connection, that personal connection to Brett Favre is still always going to be there in that state more so than it was for Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers is probably going to go down as a greater quarterback in the history of the league. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Aaron Rodgers will certainly, he's already surpassed Brett. Totally, yeah. Any, any, you know, smart person's mind, you don't have to be that smart. Anyone who's watched the results, Aaron Rodgers has proven to be the better quarterback than Brett Favre. Likeable. I mean, if you if you said who has the highest approval rating in the state, nobody's touching Brett. Um, yeah. And one of the reasons is because of what you saw last night with Aaron Rodgers, who gets into a chugging contest at the Bucks game. You know, <laughs> Kristen Yelich, and you know, and he doesn't really know how to chug a beer in in Wisconsin. And I'm from there, so I can say this. You're born, and then they hand you a beer. They hand you a glass uh, right after birth. Um, <laughs> so they, they don't wait. Before you leave the hospital, you know how to do it. And Aaron Rodgers kind of, he tried a little bit, but it was it was sort of forced. You know, if, if Brett Favre is there, Manny, he's got two cans in each hand. He's doing Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> smashing them together, pouring them down his throat. He's on top of a chair. Like He's Brett standing Favre, on the scorer's table. Oh, man, Brett Favre would have gone all out to be like, this is Brett. And that's what people love about Brett. Oh, and Aaron yeah. still, you know, as much as he did try to chug, it was still very reserved. You know, it was still Aaron's one of those guys who's like, Hey, I I can be one of the guys when I want to be. You know, he he's the popular kid in school. Shows up to the regular kids' party every now and then. But one thing I noticed last night as well, and I wanted this about the Twin Cities market. You had Yelich there. You had Rogers and other Packers there. There's a synergy happening in Milwaukee and Wisconsin right now with their sports teams. Now, granted, they're all winning. You know, they've all had some success in mm-hmm. recent years. So when you've got the Brewers, who are right behind the Cubs, I think a game and a half back, and you know, obviously got to the playoffs last year. When you have the Bucks, Eastern Conference Finals, and then the Packers being the Packers, it's easier to kind of bring all those things together. I feel like you've got the same opportunity here uh, with the way that you know the Timberwolves are. Hopefully, they're a better team in the coming year. The way that the Twins are playing right now, the Vikings. Like I, I feel like there is see that same synergy here. I'm not saying guys don't go to other games, but but that's not like a narrative here uh, where at least it's not one that's covered. 
And I think that would help everybody, man, if we saw Kirk Cousins show up more to the Timberwolves games and, and, you know, and that being a thing uh, and vice versa and, and some of the twins with how well they're playing uh, showing up as well. There should be guys in the off, their off seasons showing up to these twins games and that becoming like a big part of the narrative because I feel like in Wisconsin, all those teams are really using that to fuel their brands and the fans are just eating it up, man. And I feel like that could really help uh, Minnesota sports right now. Well, and I think it goes back to the to the Kyle Rudolph thing too, and why he is so well liked in this community. Because you would see Kyle Rudolph was one of those Vikings players that you would see at you know a Twins game or a Wolves game yeah. or, or or something like that. And yeah, it would be interesting to see if we see a few more Vikings players at Wolves games and at Wild games and at Twins games, and you know, and 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 vice versa uh, to sort of bring all of these teams together and see them all sort of, you know, push each other and and um and and sort of join in this community community sort of effort for for winning for winning teams in this town. I mean, it and with the with the way the Twins are going right now, you'd figure the Twins are going to have an opportunity to play in October and that's going to be right into the teeth of of Viking season and you know, the the Vikings if they can get off to a good start this fall and you combine that with the Twins going on a run, you know, in into late September and into October. I mean, that can really, really, really galvanize this town, man. It can really do that. And we've seen that before. We've seen that in years in the past where, yeah. um, you know, I remember, I'll go back to 2009 when the Twins played that 163, that game 163 against the Tigers. That was the night after Brett Favre went up against the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. You know, yeah. at, at the Metrodome. I mean, that was a that was an exciting time, and you know, it's been a long time since we've had that same uh, where you've had two teams with a lot of with a lot of juice and a lot of attention going on at the same time in this town. Yeah, and that's why it feels like it's it's an opportune time to take advantage. You know, to to for those brands to come together and to say we are going to publicize this because. That's what the Bucks are doing. I mean, the Bucks are making sure that you know that Aaron Rodgers is all in and baseball players like Yelich are all in. And it, it just makes it feel like more of a sports town. I always tell people the thing you don't know about Minneapolis whenever I'm traveling is, yes, people say, oh, how cold is it and all that nonsense. But I always explain to them, like, there is a love and a passion for sports in this community that you really don't understand if you're not from here. Forget the pro teams and even the college teams. How about all the smaller colleges that have strong fan bases around this state? You know, how about the hockey, the state of hockey in this state? Like there are so many sports where I'm not sure how, how many states this size could support as many sports a, a, as we do in Minnesota. So there's certainly a climate and a yearning and a passion there. I just think now is the time to kind of bring some of that together and say, hey, look, we are all on the same page. Um, we're together. We're unified. And, and let's promote that idea. Um, speaking of image, uh, Manny, Randy Moss is a guy who, who to <laughs> me, sometimes you see a guy who's even more impressive than they were as, as a player. And Randy was polarizing and controversial and um, you know told you how he felt and didn't care what you thought about him. Since leaving Minnesota, he's he's gone on. Since retiring, he's gone on to become uh, one of the better commentators and analysts, I think, 
uh, on TV right now. He, I think he's made for that role. Um, and he's just become, I don't want to keep saying the word likable. I feel like I've said that as many times as I've said culture on other shows. But like <laughs> he's just become a guy, Manny, that is just saying all the right things. And I thought his comments uh, today, I believe they were made, where he's asked about Irv Smith Jr. wearing 84. And obviously a lot of Vikings fans have some personal opinions on that. And the numbers should be retired. Randy Moss could turn this into a thing if he wanted to. Randy Moss, from day one, when he found out that Irv Smith Jr. uh, had planned to wear 84, which is the number I believe his father wore uh, when he played, I believe Mm -hmm. that's the connection, Manny. Yep. Randy Moss could have turned this into something that we'd be talking about in newspapers, on TV, on the radio. But instead he says today, you know what? I want to see what the kid does with the number. It's all good. There's no beef. I love to see that because even if he does have a certain concern about it, Randy's not going to come in and try to put even more pressure on this kid. Goodness, as if he doesn't have enough already at 20. Randy's coming in and saying, I'm not going to make this a big deal uh, because it's not that important to me. And I tell you what, Manny, the only person who can make this a big deal is Randy Moss. If Randy Moss says it's cool, I don't care who you are as a Vikings fan. I don't care what you think about Randy Moss and his number being retired. Randy Moss gets to make that decision. And if he says it's all good, Manny, it's got to be all good with us too. Yeah, it's totally got to be all good. And you know what? Randy Moss defined that number, right? I mean, he it, yeah. he's, he's what made that number so beloved in this state and if he says if he if he's willing to endorse Irv Smith having the number then I mean why why you know why should fans and why should people in the media make a big deal out of it you know what I mean like I yeah. mean that's just it's it's one of those things it is just a number and if Irv Smith comes in and performs well and turns into a great player and he happens to be wearing that same number then that's something that you know I think fans and and the team can can run with and 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 have some fun with but if he doesn't then you know what's i mean it just it just holds more i guess it just holds more weight for randy moss to have worn that number into that number to sort of symbolize randy Moss because several guys several players on the vikings have worn that number since randy yeah. Moss left well, I mean, exactly. michael jenkins i think um you know cordell patterson wore it obviously for a couple of years um, and Did he have 84 other... yards ever with the Vikings when he wore 84? <laughs> I think it would have been nice to see him get 84 yards in yeah, a lot of different nice. ways, but that'd have been you know, fun. That, yeah, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother yeah. story. That's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, there, there's been a few guys that have worn that number since Randy Moss left, and so I mean, and those are obviously lesser players than Randy Moss, and potentially lesser players than what Irv Smith could potentially be. So, I mean, I, I think if if Irv Smith Wears the number well and he he performs well, great. I think if he does not, you know, if he doesn't really live up to any sort of like great standard, then you know we'll probably see somebody else wear that number down the line for this team. Man, it's part of it too that like, unless you're a legendary quarterback or a legendary defensive players, we really don't care about your number. Is that part of it too? Like, like you know, if if you're LT or Roddy Lott. Or Joe Montana, some great quarterback. Like if Randy Moss had been a legendary quarterback, it might be a different conversation, right? Um, but either way, I'm just glad he didn't make it into a thing. It also helps that Irv Smith Jr. didn't make it a thing. Um, 
We got caller Bob on the line. We'd love to hear what he thinks about this. Actually, whole actually Bob just dropped off the line. Bob just dropped. Hold, he was on hold for a second. Bob there, dropped. Right? I tell you what, Irv Smith Jr. better not drop passes uh, with all the pressure he's facing. You're wearing Randy Moss's number. You got this drama with Kyle Rudolph, or you might be his heir. Um, that guy's facing some pressure, man, at 20 years old. And it seems like, I tell you what, coming from that program that he came from, I think he can handle more than you might expect or more than we might expect the average 20-year-old to handle, right? Because he's coming from a place where you were always under scrutiny, no matter who you were. You were always, and what I love about Irv Smith Jr. coming from Alabama, you always had to compete. You you were not the guy at that program for four years where, okay, every, every fall you come into camp, you know that's your job. No, every fall you come into camp and you go, wait, there are five other five-star tight ends in the mix that I have to beat out for this job. So I think being a part of that program, Manny, will help him uh, in terms of the scrutiny that he's already had to face at the collegiate level. I, I just hope that he is given the same room to grow, the same uh, room for his learning curve, uh, the same room to make mistakes, and just the same room to be a young tight end in the NFL, which is not an easy job, uh, especially under a whole new system. So I, I hope he gets – you know, people are forgiving enough to allow him to just be a young rookie as opposed to the guy attached to the number he's wearing or to some of this drama with Kyle Rudolph. Yep, and like I said before, if if they end up moving on from Kyle Rudolph before this season starts, then that is putting a lot of pressure on this kid. And, I mean... <laughs> It, that's just a lot to ask to ask him to to say goodbye to Kyle Rudolph because you can't get a new deal done and you end up trading him or something like that, and then to look at Irv Smith and say, "Hey, can you go out and get sixty four catches and you know six or seven touchdowns and seven hundred yards for us?" Like that's yeah. that's just a lot to ask out of a rookie. So hopefully that they hopefully they can get this deal done get something resolved with Kyle Rudolph. I don't know if it's a new contract or if it's, you know, they restructure somebody else to free up some cap space because they still have to free up some cap space, and that's why this is such a big issue. Um, but hopefully they can figure out something for that because I I just don't like the idea of having Irv Smith, as talented as he is and as much upside as he may have, I don't like the idea of just putting him in there and having him be – um, the number one tight end target for this team as a 21-year-old. Real quick, is he already the second most famous Irv after Irv Gotti? Is that already established? <laughs> like, I Certainly think, in I Minnesota, think, probably, yeah. Minnesota, wow. That's a lot to live up to as well. We'll be back on Purple Daily on scorenorthscorenorth.com after this. Take the Purple Punch. It burns your insides and it makes your eyes water. Purple Daily on Score North. scorenorth.com. Myron Metcalf back here on Score North, scorenorth.com, Purple Daily. Uh, our, our last stretch uh, together, it's been fun. I know we're switching up the format here. Yeah. It's been good times, man. It has been good times, and, you know, we'll still be collaborating on, yeah, on a yeah. few things in, in the future here, but this particular, um, this particular form of Purple Daily, um, this is the last segment of it, so... So we got to make it good, man. That's a lot of pressure. More pressure than Irv Smith Jr. is under uh, going into his rookie season. Uh, there was a piece on ESPN.com uh, about whether or not Patrick Mahomes can duplicate 
or exceed the success that he had last season. Um, it's hard to imagine anybody throwing 50 touchdowns for 5,000 yards again. <laughs> I mean, that to me, no matter whether he had done it later in his career, middle of his career, early in his career like he did this this time, it's just hard to imagine somebody duplicating that. And in Minnesota, there's a good example of kind of what happens when you're a young receiver or young talent and you put up these monster numbers. Randy Moss in 98 finishes third in the NFL in receiving yards behind uh, the great Antonio Freeman. Uh, Antonio Freeman, by the way, he has like permanently crooked fingers from catching Brett Favre's balls. Like I've seen him. <laughs> like he's got like uh, his, his hands look like a claw. Uh, it's really amazing if you ever see him. But he was first. Eric Moulds was uh, Buffalo was second. And then you had Randy Moss. Now, Randy obviously had big numbers after that. But that was those are some of the same questions that he faced after torching uh, the NFL. And I'll, I'll always say that Randy's legacy is not to me what that what he did that rookie season in terms of production. It's what everyone did in the NFL draft after that season to try to get bigger, stronger cornerbacks and safeties to deal with him. I mean, the fact that the Packers, I think, drafted six defensive backs in that next draft uh, is all you need to know about Randy Moss. But but it is, a, it is a fair question, I think, when it comes to Mahomes, Manny. Is it fair to expect this guy to play like this robot for the duration of his career? Or is it more reasonable to anticipate a, a drop-off where he's still a really good quarterback but not out of this world ever again the way he was last year? Yeah, and I think part of it will have to do with just the weapons. You know, he had a lot of weapons last year. And, and obviously, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. Like oh, I think, great. I think, I think he's he's unbelievable. He's going to be one of the, I think he's going to go down as one of the all time great quarterbacks. And I know we've only seen one year of him as a starter, but I just some of the things that I see him do on the football field is just amazing to me. But he is going to be without two. It, it looks like he's going to be well, certainly without one of his of his really good weapons from last year. Cream Hunt is now on a different team, um, but Tyreek Hill. Now sounds like he he's going to be out of the mix now. So you take away another one of his weapons, it's going to change things a little bit. So I don't know if he's going to have the same sort of numbers that he had last year. I mean, it's 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 hard to throw fifty touchdowns two years in a row anyway. Um, but I still think he's he's good enough for he's good enough to put up you know really good numbers and to to lead this team to being one of the better teams in the NFL. I don't think, you know, are they going to be, what were they, 13-3 and three or 12-4 and four last year in the AFC yeah. Championship game? Are they going to, you know, are they going to duplicate that? I, I'm i not sure, but I still think they're going to be a pretty good team, and I, th- I still think they're going to have an outside shot at winning this division. I think the Chargers might be the front runners going in uh, to win that division just because of how good they were last year and they didn't really lose a whole lot. Um, but the Chiefs are going to be right there, I think, it, you know, right there competing with the Chargers for that division. It, to, to me, the very conversation, Manny, uh, makes me respect guys like Brady and Breeze even more. Yeah. Because you look at how long they've been doing it, and you also look at the number of quarterbacks that we can name who had these amazing stretches, whether it was one season or two or even three, but never really duplicated that. Yet we're watching these guys who are forty over forty, who who seem like they could do this for another five years. Unbelievable, man! That position is one where, yeah, I mean, you have a season like that, five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns, 
who can say that you're not one of the greatest young quarterbacks that we've ever seen. But now already, I mean, this is the NFL, man. This is, this is what happens. We're already talking about whether or not he can do it again. And I'm curious, <laughs> in a social media world, Manny, where people forget about your achievements uh, within moments, they're already moving on to what your flaws might be or what your challenges might be. If there is a drop-off, and a significant drop-off, I mean, he could throw 700 fewer yards and 10 fewer touchdowns and still be a pro bowler. Yeah. But if there is a big drop-off, how will Mahomes be viewed? Will he face any scrutiny, or will we still look at him as sort of the Steph Curry of the NFL and just go, oh, it's a tough season for him, but he'll be back? I mean, how do you think he'll be viewed? I think it. I think it depends on how significant the drop off is. I think. I think there will be some form of a drop off. I think that you know, like I said before, I don't think you just you just never see a guy throw fifty touchdowns in consecutive seasons. That just doesn't. That just doesn't happen. So I do think there will be some drop off if he throws ten fewer touchdown passes, like you said. Yeah. I mean, that's forty. That's still crazy. That's still pretty good. That's, that's still a lot fair. of touchdowns to throw. If he throws for seven thousand or yeah, seven thousand um or I'm sorry, seven hundred fewer yards, yeah. that's you know, forty three, forty four hundred yards. That's still that's still pretty good. That's still um that's still a lot of a lot of production. Um I think if there's a significant drop off, it would probably be more maybe in the turnover department. Maybe he throws a lot more interceptions, which might be yeah, I could which see might that. be a little bit more, you know, which might be troubling, which might be, you know, sort of a troubling sign. But I don't think I don't think we're gonna see a huge drop off from this guy because I, I just think he's that good. I think he the way he can make plays with his legs, you know, off script, you know, and 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 make plays for other people and and extend plays and things like that. I mean, I think that overall ability for him is one of his strongest assets and he's going to despite, you know, maybe not having the same sort of weapons that he had last year, he's still that's still going to be an asset for him and that's still going to be a a positive for him and that's I think that's still going to be able to keep uh keep that offense to be, you know, still pretty good in 2019. Yeah, he he'll, he'll... You know, I think he's he's clearly proven that he can be one of the best young quarterbacks we've ever seen, man. Um, but you know, to to your point, I just wonder. You know, he doesn't have the same weapons. I wonder what happens next with him, and if we're watching the beginning of this Tom Brady like run, or if we're watching uh, something else, man. I'm I'm fascinated by the possibility that we just watched the start of what could be this you know thing that defines the entire league. When you're talking about a guy uh, who threw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, but I know of another quarterback who had a really good season a couple years ago uh, and still hasn't duplicated that yet in Kirk Cousins, and that has kind of <laughs> hurt him. I mean, really, that's kind of hurt his the perception of Kirk Cousins because it's like, oh, but you haven't done that again. So people, even though he's Patrick Mahomes and will throw for 4,000-plus yards again, there are still going to be some people who go, yeah, but that guy hasn't returned uh, because that's just the way the cycle works, man, in, in social media. It's unfair, but that's just how it works, man. Yeah, so to- we'll see. Yeah, it totally is. It's, it's, I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to have to deliver, man. He's going to yeah. have to deliver, and there's going to be a lot of pressure because they have surrounded him with some weapons now. We'll see what happens with the Rudolph thing. But Cousins, um, the pressure is definitely on him and this coaching staff, particularly the offensive side. 
Mess around and have one of Gary Kubiak's nephews playing quarterback. <laughs> they're, not, they're not playing around. He's Manny Hill. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Purple Daily. It's been fun, man, doing this with you, man, doing the show these last few months. We'll be back. Think you can only get groceries delivered through Instacart? Actually, you can shop over 900 stores, including Best Buy, Kroger, Sephora, Safeway, Bed Bath & Beyond, Dick's Sporting Goods, and more with fast delivery today. And with Klarna, you'll have more time to pay. So if you need a beret, a fillet, or stuff to play croquet while listening to Ray Gay down by the bay with a divorcee and a toupee, Instacart and Klarna is a better way to shop. Man, I lost it. Download the Instacart app and start shopping. Terms apply. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.